Mindset Mentor is proudly sponsored by Amica Insurance. Amica Insurance is all about empathy. They know your auto, home, and life insurance are more than just policies. Home insurance is about protecting the life you've built. Auto insurance is about protecting you on the road ahead. That's why Amica takes a consultative approach to help protect what matters most to you. They're a customer-owned insurance company that puts your needs first, and their representatives are available 24-7 for claim-related matters. As Amika says, empathy is our best policy. The Taste of the Mediterranean sales event is going on now through March 19th at Whole Foods Market. It's a store-wide flavor-packed journey of regionally inspired selections. Save on Mediterranean-inspired flavors like Parmigiano-Reggiano, charcuterie, and ground lamb. Find sales on Animal Welfare certified meat. Save on seafood like whole branzini and sustainable wild-cut sockeye salmon. Stock up on wallet-happy Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles and whole wheat pita pockets. Wines from the sun-soaked vineyards of Spain, Greece, and Italy start at just $8.99. Must be 21 plus. Please drink responsibly. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to today's episode of the Mindset Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Dial. If you have not yet done so, hit that subscribe button so that you never miss another podcast episode. And if you're out there and you love this podcast, you would also 100% love my new book, what is called Level Up, How to Get Focused, Stop Procrastinating, and Upgrade Your Life. It is a book that is based on the psychology of how to take action to create the life that you want. And I developed it to be a manual to understand the most complex piece of machinery in the entire world, which is your brain and your mind, how to get past holding yourself back so that you can actually create the life that you want. So if you're interested in checking it out, once again, it's called Level Up and it is sold everywhere where you can buy books. Today, we're going to be talking about high functioning anxiety. We're going to talk about what it is and we're also going to talk about how to use it for good. And so when you look at something like high functioning anxiety, it's something that is extremely prevalent in our society nowadays. And the term high functioning anxiety, uh, the, the term itself can actually be very misleading uh, because we tend to think of the word anxiety as something that is bad. Anxiety is not good or bad. It is just something that exists and it can be used when you need it. But if you don't turn it off whenever you don't need it, then it can start to be create a, a little bit of a problem. And so when people have high functioning anxiety, usually they have a really big drive to succeed and that can be a good thing. But they also really want to avoid mistakes. Um, they can often have an underlying fear of judgment or a deep-seated belief that they're not good enough in some sort of way. And so some of the most common characteristics of someone who has high functioning anxiety can be something like overthinking you know, constantly replaying scenarios over and over again in the mind and analyzing past events and seeing, oh my gosh, maybe I said this the wrong way and maybe they took it the wrong way. Or maybe they're worrying too much about the future events that might be coming and they're overthinking all of the negative things that could possibly happen. Uh, I always say that overthinking isn't a problem, but overthinking the negative is a problem. And you would not want to stop overthinking if you were just constantly overthinking about how amazing your future is or how amazing your life could be or overthinking about how grateful you are. What happens to where it really starts to become something that seems quote unquote negative is where you're overthinking all of the negative things in your past and, and ruminating over them or overthinking all of the possible things to fear in your future. So that could be part of it. 
another thing that pops up with high functioning anxiety tends to be perfectionism, the need to try to make every single thing perfect and to try to make sure that you don't mess up in any sort of way. And usually what that's driven from is some sort of fear of other people's judgments or other people's opinions or criticism or making mistakes in some sort of way. Uh, another a way that, that high functioning anxiety can kind of pop up in people's lives is this feeling of like restlessness. It's the feeling of constantly being on edge and never really being able to relax into just like even when you're done working, it's still there. And you're like, man, I, I finished work three hours ago, but it's still this on edge feeling that can be something that pops up with high functioning anxiety. Another thing that pops up with people who sometimes who have high functioning anxiety is over committing taking on way too many tasks, way too many responsibilities. And often if they go down that road, it can lead to a lot of fear of saying no to people or letting other people down or not being trusted by other people. These are really common, uh, but they can show up in many different ways. In, in high-functioning anxiety, it doesn't have to just be these. They can be other things as well. And on the, uh, on the surface, someone who has high-functioning anxiety just so you know, usually what it is, the reason why it's called high functioning is because they're able to function in the world really well, but there's just this constant feeling of, of stress and anxiety and being on edge all the time. And so on the surface, these people tend to look like they have everything together. They can be successful. They can be organized. They can be very meticulous in their work. Um, but beneath all of that, beneath the, I have my shit together exterior, there's this constant feeling of nervousness energy, of restlessness energy, of stressed out, anxious energy. And if you've ever felt like you're really driven, a really driven person, you have this internal motor that can just keep going, 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 but you don't shut it off. You don't know how to shut it off. Or if you found yourself overthinking every single decision, or if you can take action, but you can't seem to, to turn your mind off, at 7 p.m. at night, or you find yourself waking up in the middle of the night and not being able to turn your mind off, um, you might be familiar with high-functioning anxiety. And so what we're going to talk about today is not necessarily curing or getting rid of this anxiety. It's about harnessing the energy in a positive way to make sure that it doesn't become overwhelming, to use it when you need to, but to turn it off when you don't need it. Because anxiety is not a bad thing. It, it exists in the human system for a reason. Uh, it's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just a thing. But when it goes from good to bad is usually when you can't turn it off. And so we're going to talk about how to use it. But we're also going to talk about how to turn it off. Um, I'm going to give you some strategies to actually turn it off as well. And high-functioning anxiety is really a, a double-edged sword. There's pros to it, but there's also cons to it. It can help you with drive. It can help you with motivation. It help you really get shit done. It can help you be more detailed and it can help you plan your days and your work. It can give you a, a really, really strong work ethic. It can make you more creative, but it becomes a bad thing when it's something that just is always going. And the way that I like to see it is it's like a tool for your tool belt. You know, if you see a, a nail and you have to have to get a nail into a wall, what's the best tool for that tool belt? Uh, for, for that task, I guess what you would do is take the tool out of your tool belt and you would try to use a hammer. A hammer would be the best one for it. Now, if I had a screw and I was trying to screw something in, I could maybe use a hammer or I could use a screwdriver for that. And it's, it's good and it's a tool that you can use when you want to use it. 
It's a good thing when you're sitting down and you're going to crank out work. It's a bad thing when you're trying to unwind and be present with your children and you can't seem to turn your phone off because you're constantly thinking about what's going on and what you should have done earlier today. Or it's really bad when it gets in the way of your sleep, when you sit down to lay down and you're constantly thinking about today and ruminating on what you might have done wrong, or you're constantly thinking about tomorrow. So let's talk about, you know, really how to use it and how to control it. The, the number one thing out of all of the research that I've done that helps people who have high functioning anxiety. And what I'll tell you is that I found is that a lot of people nowadays have high functioning anxiety. And one of the reasons why is because technology is omnipresent in our lives. If you think back to the 1980s, I would say that there was a whole lot, and there's actually proof of it, that there was a whole lot less high functioning anxiety. And the reason why is because in the 80s, people could leave work and be done with work. Like you could leave the office and you didn't have emails back then and you didn't have people texting you because there were no emails that people really used in the 80s and there were no text messaging back then. And people are not going to call your house line and try to tell you something that you need to do for work. And so nowadays, we basically carry work with us. We carry our life with us everywhere that we go. You are, unless you have the correct boundaries set up, you are available all of the time. And so really what we want to do is we want to be able to figure out a way to use it. And that the thing that I found that works the best with high functioning anxiety is to be really, really good at creating routines, creating routines in your life so that you can, it can be a really, really great anchor with people who have high functioning anxiety. And the reason why is because when you create a routine, you create something where there is certainty to it. A lot of times high functioning anxiety comes from the uncertainty of life, the uncertainty of what's coming up tomorrow and what we have to do. And so when you create a routine in your life or multiple routines in your life, you know what to expect. It removes a lot of uncertainty and it can alleviate a lot of that uncertainty. Uh, and that uncertainty is actually what tends to fuel anxious thoughts. And so there's been a lot of studies on this. One of them was by Charles Duhigg and his study was called The Power of Habit, Why We Do What We Do in Life and Business. And in this study, Duhigg explains how routines can actually reshape our brains. And by establishing routines in your life, you can create a sense of predictability and control, which can be especially beneficial for people who have high function anxiety because the predictability of the routines reduce the uncertainty that fuels your anxiety. So when we're going through today, I want you to think, how can I create more routines to create more certainty in my life to lessen the load of the uncertainty? And that's where the high functioning anxiety, the anxiety tends to, to creep in there. Another study that was done, uh, that was done in uh, 2013 was called the relationship between daily activities and quantitative EEG in the patients with panic disorder. And that was in the, uh, the, it was in the neuropsychiatric disease and treatment. So long name, but I'll tell you basically in a short uh, synopsis of basically what the study was. The study, what it did is they investigated the relationship between daily routines and brain activity in patients who had panic disorder, which panic disorder is a severe form of anxiety. And the results showed that daily regular activities actually associated more stable brain activity patterns, proving that the routines that you create in your life can have a direct and positive impact on the brain's functioning of people who had extreme amounts of anxiety. 
And so what you want to do is you want to start to develop some routines in your life. And so that routine will get rid of uncertainty and less uncertainty means there's going to be less anxiety. And so what you want to do is you want to start to establish morning routines and evening routines as well. I was reading a study earlier today that's kind of a side note, but uh, they were saying that the study found out that people who were millionaires have way more routines than people who are not millionaires. And one of the things that they found is that people who are millionaires on average wake up three hours before they need to actually get their work started. People who are not usually wake up within an hour of needing to get their day started. And so it just shows a a routine that people tend to have as soon as they wake up in the morning to say, hey, I'm going to give myself two or three hours to myself, to my life, to my personal development, so that I can fill my own cup before I actually go and fill other people's cups. And so when you create a a morning routine and you create a wind down in an evening routine, it creates this sense of stability in your life. And when you have the morning routine, you fill your own cup. You feel like you have some, some, some wins under your belt. You feel like you have control versus waking up and just immediately trying to put out as many fires as you possibly can. When you develop a evening wind down routine, it allows you to start to wind down your nervous system versus watching Netflix and being on your phone up until the moment that you need to brush your teeth. And so you want to try to give yourself at least 30 minutes to an hour to have a, a morning routine and 30 minutes to an hour to have an evening routine as well. If you don't want to give yourself that much time, it can be as simple as 10 minutes. But the important part is to start developing routines in your life. Another really important thing that I think everybody should do is if you're, if you have your own business or if you're constantly, if you have your own business, you're constantly thinking about work all the time as soon as you get quote unquote done. Because if you have your own business, you can always be on work if you really want to. Or if you work for someone else and it's a can be a high stress job and it requires you to work a little bit later, or sometimes your manager is emailing you at nine o'clock at night, what you want to do is you want to develop an end of day routine. This is super important to kind of close out your mind and close the chapter of your mind out so that you don't have to continue to worry with you and have your brain feel like it's not closed. And so what you do is you want to take 10 minutes to close out your work day. Hey, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside of your home and on top of the wide variety of house plants available. You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of house plants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online in your house and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. The experts at Fast Growing Trees curate thousands of plants for all climates, locations, and needs. Available 24-7, you can talk to a plant expert for your type of soil, landscape design, and how to best take care of your plants. I've actually been using Fast Growing Trees for years. I ordered a ton of trees from them three years ago when I moved into my new house and saved myself a ton of money instead of hiring a landscaper. And right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And our listeners get an additional additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code dial at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code dial at checkout. That's fastgrowingtrees.com code dial D I A L offer is valid for a limited time terms and conditions apply. 
With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time every time. Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support, plus everything's backed with their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping small businesses stand tall. ConstantContact.com. So let's say you say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to develop a routine where I'm done with work by 6 p.m., 99% of days. Now, will there be days where you work a little bit earlier, work, get off work a little bit earlier, or get off work a little bit later? Sure. But what you're trying to do in this closeout routine is you're trying to signal to your brain that work is done for the day. We're done. I'm closing out. I'm moving on to another chapter of my life for the rest of the day. Don't bother me, brain, with anything else after this. And this is what a, a typical end-of-day routine looks like. If you don't do this in your life right now, please do this. It will help you so much with any anxiety that you feel or any of that, where if you just don't feel like you could turn your brain off. The first thing that you're going to do is take just a couple minutes and you're going to tidy up your workspace. You're going to clean up a little bit. You're going to clear up any clutter that you have, anything that might be on the desk, anything that needs to be thrown away, make your space look a little bit cleaner. Put away your tools, put away your equipment, organize your desk, whatever you need to do. Make it look at least a little bit prettier. It's a routine to close out. And once again, you're trying to signal to your brain, we're done here, brain, we're done. Then what you're gonna do is you're gonna shut off all of your electronics, turn off your computer, close out all of the work-related apps that you might have. I would consider setting the do not disturb hours on your phone and the do not disturb hours on your computer as well. And you're gonna close all of that down. Then what you're gonna do is you're gonna take a few minutes, you're gonna take a pen and paper and you're going to review and then you're gonna plan. So you're going to reflect on the day and you're going to take a few minutes to review what you've accomplished and celebrate your achievements of what you got done today, no matter how big or how small. What did I get done today? How am I proud of myself today? What went well? And then what you're going to do is after you look back on how today went, we're going to look, so it's called look back, look forward. We're going to look back on how today went, figure out my accomplishments, celebrate myself. Damn, you got a lot done today. I'm really proud of you. Then we're going to make a list and a little bit of a plan for tomorrow. One of the reasons why we can't seem to turn our brains off is because we don't make our to-do list for tomorrow today. And so our to-do list is kind of bouncing around in our brain all day long. And so what you're going to do is you're going to look at tomorrow and you're going to jot down some of the key things that you want to accomplish tomorrow. And what you can do is this can help you kind of offload all of these lingering thoughts and pending tasks and give you kind of a clear starting point so that you can start the next morning that way. And then you're going to do a physical and mental transition. Once again, all this stuff only takes about 10 minutes. A physical and mental transition. So you're going to try to get your brain and your physical body to know we're done for the day. This can involve something that's just really simple. It can involve just a simple stretch. 
you stretch, you move your body around. You can do tapping, which is literally taking your hands and tapping your entire body, go from your feet up and you tap every single muscle that you possibly can. And it starts to get the blood flow back into your body because after hours and hours and hours of sitting and working, especially being sitting there and on your computer, doing some light stretches or doing a quick walk signals to the brain and the body that, hey, we're, we're doing something different, right? I've been sitting all day. Now I'm gonna actually move my body a little bit. I'm gonna signal to my body, hey, something else is happening. We're going into a different phase. And also what it helps do when you do this, if you do tapping or if you do walking, you do stretching, it releases tension. And in that tension that it's now letting go of, it's signaling to the brain and your body, hey, we're, we're done with the work. We're gonna go into having some fun. We're gonna go into hanging out, living our life. And then what you're gonna do, and I recommend this for everybody, not just at the end of your day, but multiple times a day, is you're going to do this breathing technique. And I got this breathing technique from a friend of mine, his name is Steven Jaggers, and he owns a company, he's trained over a thousand breathwork facilitators uh, in his company called Somatic um, Breathwork. And he gave this, this tip to me of how he starts his day, how he closes his day, and how he relieves anxiety throughout the day. When you have anxiety, it can create stress, right? Of course, anxiety creates stress. Stress stays in the body unless we discharge it. I really get what I'm saying here, because if you can understand this, it'll help you multiple times a day. Stress stays in the body unless we discharge it. And this breathing exercise is designed to discharge remaining stress and anxiety that you have accumulated throughout your workday. And so there's, there's two videos that you can actually watch on YouTube if you want to that shows this. One of them is you, if you go on YouTube and type in polar bear trauma, you can watch this video. It is of a polar bear. These researchers are in a helicopter and they have to shoot a tranquilizer gun into a polar bear to do studies and to check on this polar bear. And what happens is because a polar bear is like an apex predator, they never are under any stress because they are the ones who cause stress for every animal around, right? Nobody tries to kill this, this massive being. And so what happens is it's kind of sad to see, but it, it shows you how this, this animal is built to offload stress and trauma. And it does for about 10 seconds, this crazy, like shaking, it's a crazy shaking thing. So they're sitting in front of it. These people are surrounding themselves with it and it's doing this crazy shaking. And the guy says, just watch, we've done this so many times. Once it's done with the shaking, it'll take deep breaths. And so it's literally shaking its body to move the stress and discharge the stress from its body. And he says, watch when it's done, it's going to take a deep breath and then calm down. And then immediately after he says that, it goes <sighs> shaking stops. That shows that the animal has a specific thing that it does to remove stress and trauma from the body. There's also another video you should watch. It's called Impala Stress. It's an Impala that gets attacked by a leopard. And then the leopard gets scared off by something else. And the Impala does the same thing. It does this crazy shaking, this crazy moving. And then it does the same thing. It, it removes and discharges all of the built up stress from the body so it can go back into its normal life. And <clears throat> what's really interesting is that children do this naturally through temper tantrums. They offload all of their stress. It is literally naturally for a human, natural for a human to do. But at some point in time, we're taught that this is not good. We're taught that temper tantrums are not good. And so what do we do? We actually keep all of it inside of us. And so what you're gonna wanna understand is this. I'm gonna explain the process and then I'm gonna actually just really quickly show you what it seems like and what it is to do. So when you do an elongated inhale, a long inhale with a short exhale, 
it creates a more amplified state, aka a feeling of stress. And this, you know, so if you want to do it before a workout and you want to amp your body up like a pre-workout breathing, it would be long. And you do 30 of those, it actually creates a more amplified state in your body. And so then if you would do a elongated exhale, it creates a more relaxed state. So what you're going to do in this process is you're going to actually get yourself in a more stressed state to get the rest of the, the, st the stress that's in your body out, and then you're going to calm your body back down. So you're going to do 30 breaths within an elongated inhale. You're going to get yourself into a heightened state, and then what you're going to do is you're going you're to completely flip it. You're going to do a normal breath with an elongated exhale. It's wild. I've done this breath work. He taught it to, to myself and you know a bunch of people that we were on Zoom with. They were inside of uh, the tribe that we have. And you go from a heightened state to a relaxed state. And it's basically allowing you to discharge any remaining stress and anxiety in your body so that you can go off into your day and be more relaxed. So it's 30 deep breaths with an elongated inhale, shorter exhale to get yourself into a stressed out state. And then 30 breaths with a normal inhale and an elongated exhale, like you're breathing out through a straw. And you do one or two rounds of this. And you're, you're, you're basically mentally relieving all of the stress that's in your body from the day. And then you're calming your body back down. And then what you're going to do is you're going to say this out loud to yourself at the end. And you're going to say verbally out loud to yourself, I'm done with work today. I give myself permission to disconnect until tomorrow. I'm done with work today and I give myself permission to disconnect into tomorrow. And what you're doing is you're closing out the day and not allowing it to linger. And you need to set boundaries and have very specific unplugged times. When you're done with this, you need to know that you're done with work. You need to talk with your coworkers or your, your employees or people that work with you or your managers. Hey, I don't check anything after 6 p.m. And I would appreciate if you'd respect my boundary so that I can have my life. And you communicate your availability to these people. And so what you're trying to do is you're trying to create routines in your body to create more certainty, to then show your brain and body at the end of the day, hey, I'm done for the day. I give myself permission to turn off work until tomorrow. And so this is what it comes down to is it's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just a thing. But when you can use this tool for your tool belt, it works really well. When, you're, when your high-functioning anxiety is using you, that's when it becomes a problem. And so the question I have for you is if, if uncertainty causes so much stress and anxiety, what can you do? What routines can you create to create more certainty inside of your day? Don't be a slave to your phone. Don't be a slave to your technology. Don't just put out fires. Be more proactive in your life. What can you do to create more certainty into your day? How can you use high-functioning anxiety when you need it to use that high-functioning anxiety and to be able to use it to get stuff done? And then when you're done for the day and you don't want it anymore, how can you create routines based off of what I taught today and what you think intuitively that you need to create more certainty in your day so that you can live a life that you actually enjoy? So that's what I got for you for today's episode. If you love this episode, please share it on your Instagram stories and tag me in it, Rob Dial Jr., R-O-B-D-I-A-L-J-R. It's really important. Uh, if you guys want to help this podcast grow and help support us, 
Uh, the more that you share it, the more people become aware of it. And we can start to impact other people who are out there that don't know that this podcast exists because ultimately we just want to help people uh, with their lives to create the lives that they want, to remove themselves from suffering and to understand who they are as humans. So if you would share it on your Instagram stories, share it with a friend, send it to a friend in an email, whatever it might be, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And with that, I'm going to leave you the same way I leave you every single episode. Make it your mission to make somebody else's day better. I appreciate you and I hope that you have an amazing day. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top-quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work, tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers, 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25.